The song Mystery Train was Elvis Presley's first number one hit, released in 1955. Mystery Train was a cover, a copy, if you like, of an earlier rhythm and blues song sung by the African-American singer Herman Jr. Parker. In this respect, Elvis seemed to do what a lot of other white artists had done. He took black music and repackaged it as white music, catering to the ever-growing demand in white youth for their own rhythm and blues. But maybe there is something a little different about Elvis's repackaging. Let's listen to a little bit of the original song, sung here by the African-American blues singer Herman Jr. Parker. kind of instruments can you hear? We have a bass and a drum. So the bass is going bom 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 bom. And the drum is accompanying it at the same speed. So dun 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 dun. Together they create the sound and imagery of a train. Remember the song is called Mystery Train. At the end there is a saxophone that imitates the train's whistle. One of the key differences between rhythm and blues and rock and roll is the use of saxophones in rhythm and blues. It speaks to the genre's close connection to jazz. The voice of the singer is very distinctive. What makes it so distinctive? Listen to the way that the singer uses vibrato. So vibrato is when you vary very slightly the timbre of your voice. So you oscillate between a higher and lower pitch. 16 gorgeous long. So that's vibrato. There is a quality to his voice that somehow indicates that he is black. Underneath the vibrancy of the voice is the dogged, plodding, heavy, repetitive rhythm of the train that contrasts it, that keeps it firmly tied to the ground. The long black train that carries my baby along. Various commentators have suggested that, that the train is a hearse that it is a vehicle that transports coffins to and from funerals. That's why it's long and black. Not a particularly happy subject. And if we listen to the second verse, we find that the hearse, the train, took the singer's baby and it's going to do it again. Well, it took my baby, it's gone to do it again. 
The general mood of the song is interesting because while it has a beat, a pulse, and the singer's voice is mellow and resonant, there is a dogged inevitability about it. It took my baby and it's going to do it again. It's not what I would call an upbeat song. Elvis released his version of Parker's song in 1955, two years after the original release. Immediately there is a sense of lift, of spirit, an energy that was somehow absent in the Parker version. And the tempo is actually slightly quicker. You can hear the bass staying on one note this time, not descending as in the Parker version. It's almost as if it's waiting there, waiting to take off and fly. The buoyancy is created by the back beat in a bar of two beats with a count of one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. The emphasis is on two rather than on one. So it's one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And that's where you get the clicking of the fingers. So it's one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. So that's called the back beat. And it's what gives it that kind of swing, energetic, danceable feel. You've got an electric guitar in there, which is uh, very indicative of rock and roll. And you don't have at this point, or actually anywhere in the song, a saxophone. Now let's listen to Elvis's voice. Train it's got a kind of buoyancy to it. It's 16 coaches long. It's got a rhythm almost or a light and shade within the notes themselves that beautiful as Herman Jr. Parker's voice was, it didn't have that same variation. Train I ride 16 coaches long. It's beautiful, but there's a weariness about it that you didn't realize was there until you listened to Presley's spirited buoyancy. lightness to it. Train a ride. Isn't that wonderful the way that he varies? There's a variation in the way he says 16 coaches long. So listen to the first way he says 16 coaches long. Now he emphasizes the 16 coaches long. Listen to the way he says 16 there. Train a ride. 16 
And then lightens up. It's beautiful. Well, that long black train got my baby and gone. And you hear, you hear the rhythm in that. You hear the rhythm in his voice. Cause my long black lady. Yeah. He does these kind of hiccups almost, uh, which gives, again, a rhythmic quality. Sort of makes you smile. And there's a distinctive line. So the distinctive difference. So it took my baby, but it never will again. If you remember Herman Parker's was it took my baby and it's going to do it again. Well, it took my baby, it's going to do it again. And here we have Presley changing the lyrics here. Well, it took my baby, but it never will again. You know, it has to be said that one of the things that people accounted Presley's immediate success to was that when people heard him, they couldn't tell whether he was white or black. Presley had almost a combination of rhythm and blues, so the black voice, but then again also the, the country voice, the twang, the, the hiccup, the, the stuttering that happens in his voice. That combined with popular music, if you think of the Frank Sinatra type voice, he's kind of got all of that together. Anyway, last thing, let's just listen to how Herman Parker finishes his version. Oh, she's mine, oh, mine. Now Presley. Well, it took my baby, but it never will again. In summary, while Presley's song "Mystery Train" is a cover version of Herman Parker Jr.'s original song, it is not merely a mindless repeat. In this sense, it is not clear to me that Presley has simply appropriated the rhythm and blues song. Yes, it has the same basic structure and melody as Parker's song, even almost all the same words. But Presley transforms the song so that it literally spills over the edges of its formal structure with an abundance of energy and promise for the future. Well, it took my baby, but it never will again. Never will again. 